Hey everyone, Brother Leo here. Do you ever feel overwhelmed when you consider how you're going to live without the mark of the beast? There's so much uncertainty, and it just doesn't seem possible to prepare for every scenario we might face during the last days when we can no longer buy or sell. Well, today, Brother Jack is going to give you five simple tips that you can start practicing right now in your life in order to be prepared to be able to handle all the uncertainty. I hope you find these tips helpful. Here we go. Hello, it's Brother Jack here. Welcome to another video about the Mark of the Beast. The Mark of the Beast is, rather obviously, a radical new form of money. Yet, it was predicted in the Bible 2,000 years ago. Revelation 13, 16-18, describes a mark in the right hand or in the forehead, which is used for buying and selling. Do you see why I say it's a form of money? The prophecy goes on to say that it will eventually be impossible to buy or sell without this mark. With microchip implant technology, the world can, right now, implement a literal fulfillment of this prophecy. But listen to this. The Bible also says that anyone who accepts this mark will suffer the wrath of God without measure. Now that's pretty scary, don't you think? This begs the question, will it be possible to survive without this mark? I'm convinced that the solution, if there is one, can only be found in the teachings of Jesus, where he talks about something called living by faith. In this video, I'm going to give you five tips on how to do just that. Tip number one, pray sincerely. Prayer doesn't need to be eloquent or long, but it does need to be genuine. This business of material provision is something that God wants us to work on in our relationship with him. Jesus specifically instructed his followers to pray for our Heavenly Father to provide our daily bread, or food, and that was long before the microchip implant was ever thought of. If we're not asking God for his guidance in all that we do, we may lose something of the provision that he wants to give us. Toward this end, a very important aspect of prayer is simply listening. In the Old Testament, Elijah was fed by ravens in a very specific location. He was only able to receive that provision because he had been tuned directly to what God was saying and because he had been subject to God's guidance. There is also the story of Moses, who is considered to be one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. He led the Israelites through the vast Sinai Desert, where they were fed miraculously with manna from heaven. Again, Moses had to be directly attuned to what God was saying in order to experience that provision. There are numerous examples in the Bible of people who received provision from God in many different ways. But notice that each time, the person to whom the provision came was in tune with what God was saying. We need to take time every day to communicate with God. Ask him for your daily nourishment and then, and this is the most important part, tune in to anything he wants to tell you. We're going to need his guidance more than ever if we're going to survive the last days without the mark of the beast. And now for tip number two, simplify. The Bible says that we should be happy with food and clothes. It does not say anything here about iPhones or Range Rovers or even a roof over our heads. 
He does not talk about any of the niceties that so many of us have come to assume are our rights. So if we're going to survive without the mark of the beast, we need to learn to survive without those things. Certainly God can give us extras, the use of electricity, a computer, musical instruments or whatever, but we do not need those things to survive and we should not focus on acquiring them. Let God decide if and when he's going to provide such things. This may sound a little counterintuitive, because when most of us think about how to survive without being able to buy or sell, our first reaction is usually to store things up for ourselves. That is why there are so many preppers these days, people who stock up on food and raw materials for whatever lies ahead. But this kind of selfish preparation is contrary to the attitude that God wants each one of us to have. He wants to provide for us the way that a father would provide for his children. The focus needs to be on us appreciating whatever he decides, rather than grumbling because we can't keep up with the Joneses. And most of all, he asks us to let go of our dependence on ourselves, so that we can depend on him. This leads me to tip number three, which is even more surprising, and that is to give to others. We should not think that if we're going to live without the mark of the beast, we will always be the ones who receive, and everyone else has to be the ones who give. No, that's not how it works. We have to be the ones consciously looking for ways in which we can give, secretly, totally, regardless of whether the other person deserves it, and without expecting anything in return. It is this kind of secret and selfless donation that will be the true measure and the true test of our faith in God. It is also something that will put us in the right place for his protection. It will build our faith when we see God himself responding in ways we never would have imagined. This is the kind of faith that God is looking for if we are to survive without the mark of the beast. And that brings us to tip number four, working for love. You've probably heard the verse, if you do not work, you should not eat. Church people use it badly all the time, combining it with money when money isn't mentioned in the passage. God does want us to work, but he wants us to do it with a radically different motivation to how it is done in the rest of the world. As we do what we can to show love, we are building God's kingdom, a kingdom of faith and love. Serving God, working for God, being a Christian, whatever you want to call it, is not an excuse to sidestep responsibilities, nor is it an excuse to be lazy. We need to use our time and energy to help others and build God's kingdom. Look for ways in which you can be creative, productive and useful without asking for money to do it. Once again, if we start doing this right now, before the mark is fully in place, we'll find God responding in ways that only he knows. When Jesus sent his disciples to evangelize, he gave them specific instructions. They were told to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, but to do it all for free, without demanding payment for our services. Jesus said, freely you have received, so freely give. So even when it comes right down to surviving without the mark of the beast, we will need to be looking for practical ways that we can be useful. Serving others without payment is part of our Christian message of love. Following on from a tip about helping others is this final tip. Tip number five, work together with other people. No person is an island. If we are going to survive the last days without the mark of the beast, we will need to team up with others and to support one another if we are to demonstrate real love in action. 
Sharing skills, sharing knowledge and sharing resources will be of immense importance in order to survive in an alien world. So start looking right now for others who have this same vision with whom you can live and work as you seek to obey Jesus. Together you can move towards the same goal as a team, learning from each other as the apostles learned from Jesus and as the early church learned from the apostles. I want you to notice something about all five of these tips. They're all things that you can start doing right now. And as you do, you'll see for yourself that God does provide for those who will to do it his way. As that happens, it will build your faith and prepare you for what lies ahead. If we can deepen our relationship with God by listening to him, if we can learn to live with less, if we can freely give of what little we do have to others, if we can use our time and energy to work for God in any way that he chooses, and if we can link up with others who have the same vision, not only will we be equipped to resist the temptation to accept the mark of the beast when it comes, but we will be starting to live in a radical and spiritually satisfying way right now. These are five tips that you can start putting into practice right now. So the question is, what are you waiting for? Let's get started. Please contact us today to share a little about your own spiritual journey when you do. Our address is on the screen. Thank you.